Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. I'm David Menzies, and my new co-host for Tuesdays, well, let me tell you a little bit about her. Do you know, folks, this is Be National Be Kind to Lawyers Day, and my co-host, she is kind to everybody except, except maybe. lawyers <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> i was gonna say except maybe those in the mainstream media <laughs> for obvious reasons she is always looking super duper behind the wheel of her mini cooper she is the khaleesi of leslieville she is Natasha Biazzi. How you doing, Natasha? Every time you do that, I feel better. <laughs> so, thank you so much for that warm welcome. Um, so as, as David mentioned, this is our daily live stream, and we are currently streaming on YouTube, Rumble, Getter, and Odyssey. Um, so be sure to send in your chats, your rants, whatever they're called these days, and we would love to read those throughout the show. Um, how you doing, David? I'm doing great. And, you know, we should tell the folks that typically on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would co-host with Sheila Gunreed. We're mm -hmm. still co-hosting together on Thursdays. But Sheila, as our chief reporter, uh, as the Khaleesi of Khaleesi's, yeah. she is way too busy uh, to do three live streams because she also does Monday with Adam Seuss. So you are now the new permanent co-host. And I, I got to tell you, I've been... You know, doing this, I think, for years with Sheila on Tuesdays. And, well, I guess now I feel like I'm being a little promiscuous. <laughs> He's going to resign, folks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but, you know, this is great. And, uh, you know, of course, you are one half of the co-host team, along with Catherine. Yes. For uh, Misunderstood, right? Yeah, so, misunderstood. Now, I don't know why I said that like a Swede, folks. <laughs> I have a problem with those uh, compound words. Uh, but I guess on those days you can't make it, how does it work? Does Catherine fi uh, fill in for you? I mean, because you're, you're like a, a we matching are, set, right? Yeah, we are a dream team, so to speak. <laughs> yes, but on Tuesday, she actually is busy editing our show, which comes out tonight on Rebel News Plus at 7 p.m., so be sure to watch that. Um, she's a busy girl as well. So. There you go. And yeah. as Billy Red Lines used to say, when it comes to misunderstood, don't you dare miss it. Now, uh, enough of this uh, chicanery and tomfoolery. We got to get to the news. And yes. oh, joy, I love this. Um, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, that is, way out in Lotus Land, which <laughs> tends to go lefty. Uh, my goodness gracious, did people honk their horns at them? They might, you know, they must be white supremacists or neo Nazis, because I thought honk, honk, at least according to one liberal MP yeah. um, in Toronto, that mean that's code for Heil Hitler? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Man, this must have been triggering for him. We're gonna we have a clip to show you guys, so just give it a give it a peek. Oh. 
you know, Natasha, a lot to unpack from mm -hmm. that. First of all, as per usual, I counted, I think, um, I have entourage of uh, five SUVs and a couple of minivans, always with the engines running. Great. None of them plug-in hybrids yeah. or electrical cars, which we're being endlessly preached uh, to purchase. And uh, again, one law for thee, one law for me. Mm -hmm. He loves the big V8 Chevy Suburban Ford Expedition SUVs because, well, he just does. Uh, you know, carbon-based fuels and giant SUVs is are okay uh, for the Trudeau Liberals. <laughs> They're not uh, okay for us, the great unwashed masses. And I got to tell you, I kind of get a little PTSD watching his uh, Royal Canadian mounted henchmen following him because I go back to December and uh, maybe Mr. Producer can source this clip for later in case you haven't seen it, folks. But I was there with our ace uh, cameraman, uh, Lincoln J, uh, on a public sidewalk outside a restaurant. And the caper was this, folks. We just wanted to ask uh, Prime Minister Trudeau why his government was telling uh, Canadians not to get together with friends and family on Christmas. Yet here he was at a fundraiser. I think it was called the Brickwork Cider yes, House. Was at Queen and Broadview, kind of near where uh, you live. Yep. Uh, please don't anyone stalk her. Um, but <laughs> but the, now the mainstream media was allowed in. We were not, of course. So we stood on a sidewalk hoping to ask the prime minister a question, which he would either ignore or he would do that goofy smile and wave and uh, make a beeline into the cider house. And I was physically assaulted. I mean, uh, well, here, we. Let, let, let's let the camera tell the story, folks. Okay. Well, now. Okay, that must be that. Huh? Look around. Hit my car. Huh? Yeah. He'd like to see that. I wouldn't like to see that at all. <laughs> Needs a lot of paperwork for me. <laughs> Another gas guzzling vehicle. Yeah. Get off me! Get off me. Hey, hey, I can. Hey, this is assault. Move. I'm on a side. What is this? I'm on a sidewalk. I'm on a side. What is this? You cannot touch me. No, that can't work. Hey! Hey! Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I call you. What is this? Okay. You can't. Am I under arrest? Am I under and it goes on and on. Um, that was absolutely a new level of deplorable for this prime minister. Um, you know, in the past, his entourage. Um, I remember out in BC where this clip uh, emanated from, mm -hmm. our colleague Drea Humphrey was picked up like a little China doll <laughs> and just moved over. But with me, they gave me the works. I suspect, we'll never be able to prove this, folks, that the prime minister himself saw the Rebel News mic flash and said to his thugs, give him the works. The thing is, um, you know, but, but well, we'll get back to the reception he got in uh, BC, uh, mm -hmm. Natasha. But here's the thing. They know who I am. Yeah. They see the Rebel News mic flash. I'm not there to harm anyone. I'm not carrying a concealed weapon. They know that. 
There was absolutely no excuse for that. I should also point out uh, my colleague uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed in the days ahead um, from the assault uh, forwarded me some mainstream media articles in the CBC and the National Post that indicated half of his entourage folks had COVID. And guess who came down with COVID shortly after that um, encounter? Yes, yours truly. Uh, that's where I was. I think this was absolutely despicable. The thing is, Natasha, you can either let us into the venue, mm -hmm. but if you don't, you can't take ownership of a public sidewalk. Yeah. I was only there to a ask a question. What was your take seeing that video? I It, it makes my like heart just beat so fast. Like I can't believe that our government would do that to a taxpayer on a taxpayer sidewalk yep. just because you wanted to ask him a question and he doesn't agree with rebel news and our approach to news so to speak and what's even worse is the fact that you wouldn't even be allowed in the restaurant because of at the time there were vaccine passports in place um it's just interesting yeah it's just interesting i just i can't believe that that's real it it it's, it's shocking to me. It's really Banana Republic stuff. It reminds me a few years ago, and folks, you can Google this and check it out for yourself. It was our colleague Mocha that uh, showed this to me initially, and I was in shock. It was um, Erdogan, the uh, Turkish uh, leader in Washington, D.C., and there were Turkish Americans protesting his mm. visit. And he's got this big entourage, just like Trudeau, a bunch of uh, SUVs and uh, limos. And out comes Erdogan's thugs. And they actually, they're kicking, they're laying haymakers on these Turkish Americans. The Washington police are just like watching. I mean, it is unbelievable. And here it is, it's come to our dominion. And uh, you know what is uh, especially despicable? Where is the Canadian Civil Rights Association, oh, yeah. Natasha? Where are all the journalist groups like Penn and the Canadian Association for Freedom of Expression absolutely silent yeah. on this? No, there's definitely a double standard for sure. Yeah, definitely. And maybe going back just to the, the reception that Trudeau received at in Vancouver, I mean, he's clearly not very well liked. So it's no. interesting that he has so much support from these organizations, from the news. It's it's a little bit shocking. Like, what's going on there? Oh, that he's Natasha, able, you know, it's not shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if you're part of the trained SEAL contingent in the mainstream media, mm -hmm. And you're getting, well, with the CBC and Twiz Ever Thus, over a billion dollars a year. Yeah. With the mainstream media, more than $600 million a year. I mean, every basically every media outlet, including you know, obscure trade magazines, is getting liberal mm -hmm. money. So, Natasha, what I'm saying to you is, if you're a journalist and that's your sugar daddy, are you going to bite the hand that feeds? No, absolutely not. It's just, it's shocking that our government seemingly needs to buy his love from our media. And, you know, you know, I want to, you know, you've, you've raised a really profound point. I want to do a, a, media, a search after we get off the air. Uh, I didn't have time before the show, folks. And I want to see the media coverage. Are they even going to mention the no. hostile reception? No. I'd, yeah. I'd be shocked. <laughs> I would be shocked. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when Trudeau was in the European Parliament mm -hmm. uh, getting his arse handed to him, yeah. the, the CBC, in, in the lead, I think, of the, one of the CBC stories was how he received the standing ovation. <laughs> and you look at the building, it's almost empty. Yeah, by who? It must by have been who? the Invisible Man contingent, yeah. right? So, um, but, you know, this, I think this augurs well 
for those of us who are clamoring for regime change, mm-hmm. um, Pierre Polyev is experiencing the precise opposite. Right. He's, even last week in a tiny little town like Lindsay, Ontario, over a thousand people, Natasha, right. came out uh, giving uh, Pierre Polyev numerous standing ovations. I saw it myself uh, earlier this month at the rally in Don Valley um, in Toronto. Standing room only crowd. I thought the ceiling was going to cave in when he promised to defund the CBC. <laughs> and um, I think this is a wonderful, perfect storm. It is showing the discontent out there over the Trudeau Liberals, and it is showing um, it's almost Trumpian, and I say that in a good sense, mm-hmm. um, of w- this populist uh, wave that uh, Pierre Polyev is is riding. Here's the question. There is this unholy coalition, and to me, Jagmeet Singh is the biggest loser and coward <laughs> and liar in Canadian politics. They keep admonishing the Trudeau Liberals, but they will prop them up until 2025. Does this government have the legs to stay in power until 2025? I mean, I mean that's an eternity to infinity in terms of politics. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, so we have another clip coming up uh, where people where Freeland is getting heckled. And I think that kind of also just speaks to the fact that, as you were saying, people are fed up. The tides are turning. I cannot see this lasting until 2025. I, I would be, again, truly shocked. I just I think people are really sickened by how Trudeau handled the truckers and the freedom convoy and the rhetoric around that. So I I, hopefully things shift. I'm not sure if the conservative party is going to be the one to do that for us. I I don't I'm still a bit uh, wounded by how they've behaved in the last couple years. Um, But I'm hopeful. And yeah, maybe we should play this uh, Freeland clip just to see. Before we do, just to put an exclamation on this. What is tragic, however, I think if you are an NDP supporter, why would you vote NDP? Yes. I mean, the Liberals have gone so far left. Uh, Jugmeat has betrayed you. And I guess what I'm getting at, um, Natasha, is that for a conservative breakthrough, you really want a pretty strong NDP. You want the left vote split. I don't see that happening um, unless there's some you know, uh, come to Jesus moment for uh, Mr. Singh, or there's a um, a party revolt a la Patrick Brown when he was the PC Ontario leader and they oust him. And right now the NDP is a two-headed dragon. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, urban socialist set, Jagmeet Singh being the perfect example. And then you have the classic NDPers. Yes. They're all about, you know, the hard hat brigade, yeah. you know, and the, the lunch labor. bucket brigade, yeah. building pipelines, etc. And they are completely at odds with each other. I kind of hope the NDP gets its act together, gets a new leader, and um, actually um, helps the Conservatives get in by splitting that left-wing vote. Do you think that'll happen? Yeah, it's, I wonder what will happen to those people who you're just speaking about, because they are politically isolated right now. If, oh, they're, yeah. if they're not being represented by their leader, they're bound to, to vote elsewhere, and I wonder where they'll go, because as you said, it, it's unlikely that it'll be Justin Trudeau who will garner those votes. Yeah, uh, well, his popularity is plummeting even amongst uh, li- uh, liberal supporters, mm-hmm. and when I say that, classical liberal supporters, uh, the type that uh, liked Cretchen, Paul Martin, um, you know, and, and I mean, it seems like an eternity away. Those were governments that actually balanced the budget, yeah. you know, had fiscal surpluses. Uh, and that's an afterthought uh, with uh, this tax and spend prime minister. But we will time will tell. I hate to be cliche, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And as you mentioned, uh, Freeland, 
on the green transition. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we, let's play this clip in a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already holding on to my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I hear green, that means my green is coming out of my billfold. Here we go, folks. <laughs> for a minute. Um, I think that, you know, if I can be a little bit emotional for a minute, um, I think that Canadians maybe don't fully appreciate that the green transition is also a huge economic opportunity. You know, quite rightly, we are accustomed to thinking about climate action as an existential challenge for the planet. And it is, it absolutely is, and we have a moral imperative to act for the next generation. But speaking as Canada's finance minister, it's also a real economic opportunity. And this is a space where Canada can win. Yeah, and again, do as I say, not as I do. Natasha, I believe our colleague Sheila Gunn-Reed did a um, access information search. And I hope I got my numbers right. Uh, I know I have one number definitely right, but I think it was 47 <laughs> vehicles are part of the Liberal uh, cabinet. Right. And of those vehicles, folks, guess how many are green? One, it was either a Chevy Volt or a Chevy Bolt, but only one is a green-plated car. Natasha, if she believes that the green economy, what did she say, is some kind of a, uh, a transition mm -hmm. that is positive, then why aren't all those vehicles green-plated? Green. Yeah, I agree. And what I really want to know is, are people really buying this crap? Like, do people actually trust when the Liberal government speaks about their passion for climate activism? Like, I no. really, I, I'm confused. Like, who are they, who's buying this crap? Well, it, it's so hypocritical it because is. we'll shut down the pipelines. Mm -hmm. We'll shut down oil going from Alberta to a refinery in uh, New Brunswick owned by the Irvings, which could uh, produce, as I understand it, uh, more than a billion uh, refined barrels of oil per day. And yet, oh, that's what we're doing to uh, reduce our carbon emissions. Oh, please don't look at that tanker coming in yeah. from Saudi Arabia. Um, and I understand that uh, oil is not subjected to the carbon tax because oh, a lot of it goes to Quebec, which is a, a liberal stronghold mm -hmm. or can be. Um, it is despicably hypocritical. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. And I, I'd like, I, I would be surprised if anyone were actually genuinely believing this. And I, I hopefully that this, this gets called out more. I really think that needs to happen because we've seen such a weird shift going from COVID to this whole green sort of narrative. And I really am, I'm really hoping people don't latch onto this one like they did to the COVID narrative. And the thing is, I mean, why would, obviously the liberals don't care about the public purse, the way they spend. No. Here's the thing, Natasha. Why wouldn't they just for optics, for those 47 or so vehicles, you know, mm -hmm. that the cabinet ministers are in, why wouldn't they just go completely green plated? Yeah. You can get um, a minivan, uh, the Chrysler Pacifica. Mm -hmm. You can get that as a plug-in hybrid, green plate. You can get SUVs that have green plates. Um, believe it or not, folks, I drive one. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, yeah, me, the, you know, the, the cruel conservative uh, waging war on the environment. I'm driving a green plated vehicle. By the way, it's only because I can use the HOV lane as a solo driver because I'm pretty antisocial. Do what I'm you got to do. Yeah. Do what you got to do. But, but why wouldn't you do Why couldn't she say, look at our fleet? We are setting an example. Instead, 
They are humongous gas-guzzling V8 SUVs along the lines, like I said, of the Chevy Suburban, the Ford Expedition. Um, again, I ask you, for optics reasons, because money doesn't There's mean no anything option. to these people, yeah. why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, well, it's the same thing when there was the climate sun summit back in the fall. Trudeau was just flying private while talking about, they were all preaching about net zero, whatever that means, and it's like you're literally taking photos of yourself boarding a private plane like a loan, basically yeah like what who's and and i remember reading on twitter that people were defending this they're like well it's all right he's going to the climate summit it's yeah. like how do you where's the cognitive dis like it's so it's insane oh i agree and i believe since the paris accords i hope i got my figures right i think 18 times we have tried uh various schemes such as uh, carbon taxes and whatnot <laughs> to meet our obligations under the paris climate accords and 18 times we have failed but this time kind of like lucy van pelt holding the football this time charlie it'll be different you yeah. know with that 8.8 .8 cents a liter that got tacked on to the uh, cost of uh, a liter of gas at your local uh, gas station <laughs> on april the first fittingly april fool's day uh I, again it's uh it's a scam, it's virtue signaling, it's mm -hmm. hypocrisy. And I think this also plays into the conservative camp because at the end of the day, I think what Canadians really care about is the cost of living. Yes. It is getting so hard to uh, for fuel costs. Yep. When you go to the grocery store, I don't know about you, Natasha, everything is more expensive. It and, is. and have you noticed? The portions are a little bit smaller. Yeah. No, I'm noticing that. I don't no, know definitely. if the manufacturers think we don't notice that. Yeah. I notice it. Well, it's like it's like even like a bag of chips. It's like slowly over the years, like there are less and less chips in the bag. And you're like, I feel jipped. The price has gone up, but there's less chips in the bag. And I think we do have another clip about the housing issue uh, from Freeland as well. If we oh, want to play that because because, yeah, as you mentioned, it's just it's been crazy. The cost of housing and, yes. and living. It's crazy. Let's hear what the libs the have to say, though, problem with housing in Canada is we just don't have enough housing. It's just a mathematical thing. Canada has the fastest growing population in the G7. That is fantastic. That is actually a huge driver of economic growth and it is one of Canada's competitive advantages. But we cannot have the fastest growing population in the G7 without also having the fastest growing housing stock in the G7. And we don't have that right now. We have a shortage of homes. Well, she is right about that. Um, the Especially in the GTA, mm -hmm. Natasha, what's driving the market, and it's insane, is you have low supply. Right. You have huge demand. Even with interest rates rising, you still have generational low interest rates. Mm -hmm. Those three things create the perfect storm. I think what she was getting at was that stupid tax on foreign buyers. Right. And I say it's stupid because, yes, foreign buyers are driving up the cost. They're mm -hmm. part of that uh, extra demand. The problem is, Natasha, by adding in whatever levy uh, they put in, uh, that's just the cost of buying a house in yeah. Toronto. They're, they're going to absorb it. They're not going to go, oh, what, a 5% levy? Oh, I, I, I guess um, I won't be leaving Hong Kong after all. No, no, yeah. no. 
uh, they will pay that and nothing is going to be done in terms of making housing more affordable no, to Canadians. Absolutely not. And of course, the COVID-19 pandemic really exacerbated this because people were, especially in uh, city centres like Toronto, everyone lived in a condo before and then, you know, you're with your spouse or your partner and you're both working from home in 500 square feet, like something's got to give. You know, yes. you need to you need to buy a house. And I think that's also part of it. And yeah, the, just the response to this, like what, what are we going to do moving forward to make it, like to allow people to be able to buy homes like where she didn't really offer any solutions so i'm not really you, you know the, the the covid factor is a major one mm -hmm. uh, natasha because if you go to like the downtown core in toronto all those huge office towers you see folks i understand Empty. that less than 50 percent mm -hmm. are occupied that since covid uh you know uh, became a thing two years ago you had so many um especially executives go into cottage country yeah Buy a and buy. My God, if we only invested in cottages <laughs> two know. years ago, what we would have received, and um, you know, and that is a compounding factor of the economic misery because you go to the underground in Toronto. It's the path system. It's like a little small town mm -hmm. of you know. Uh, fashion stores, food courts, Coffee, what have you, yeah. they're getting hammered. Yeah. Because when you had a tower that was completely full and now it's just a half or a third full, mm -hmm. uh, your buildings go down. And, uh, you know, my heart bleeds for these people. But, of course, Natasha, we're all in this together. Oh, right? of course we are. I mean, <laughs> just to add on to that, like, I used to work around there, and I oh, would yeah. walk through the path every morning, and it was, like, shoulder to shoulder. Like, it was so busy. I remember those days. Yeah, and, like, you would be, like, sweating, trying to, like, break through the crowds <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's insane, and, I, yeah, it's like a ghost town now. It's it, it's sad. Yeah. It's, uh, I... I avoided the path because I always got lost. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah, you got to memorize your roots, folks. <laughs> memorize you know, your roots. I'm, I'm not some hedgehog, you know, tunneling underground. I like to be above ground, you yeah. know, even when it's really cold. But for those who don't like the cold and those who can navigate underground, <laughs> uh, God bless you. But you don't have those crowds that you spoke about anymore. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, should we maybe talk a bit about uh, the Conservative Party leaders who are you know, up for up for battle right now, who are hopefully going to switch things around for Canada? Oh, yes, you know, well, you were talking just now about um, your perspiration in the past system. <laughs> yeah. We're going from perspiration to desperation, yes. folks. Case in point, the prime example, Jean Charest, um, on the attack uh, of Pierre Polyev for being a trucker support. I almost feel sorry for Charest. Um, this isn't going to earn him any points. Um, the last I looked, I don't think uh, Polyev even responded to th these criticisms, which, by the way, Natasha, I think is the right strategy. Yeah. Don't give this guy time. It's not even worthy commenting on. But my God, this charade who was a red Tory when he was part of the... Uh, Quebec of the, Liberals. And then, yeah, yeah. A, a, a liberal premier yeah. for eight years yeah. who thinks he is, uh, I guess, entitled, he should be uh, crowned. Do we have um, a video of him making his attack on uh I think Mr. we Polyev. do, yeah. I think uh, he's denouncing Pierre over his support for the trucker crowds. Okay, yes. check this out, folks. Excuse me. I mean, d d were you mistaken? I mean, he actually didn't support the blockade. What you saw, what he did was... He was, was out there, he was out no, there he, with the truckers. You, you sound like you drank the Kool-Aid here. No, no, he and was no, out there with the truckers. Every, I'm giving everyone, you his view. Evan, everyone knows that Pierre Poitiers supported the blockade. 
and I don't know I don't care how much spin you put into it here is someone who makes laws and says I can break laws because I'm above the law well I'm sorry if you want to be a leader of a party if you want to sit in the House of Commons and make laws you have to obey them the laws of the land are not a buffet table from which you choose what you want or do not want to support and if you say to Canadians I want to be the leader of the Conservative Party and I want to be the chief legislator of the country but I don't have to obey the laws I'm sorry that's not just a failure in leadership it disqualifies you as far as I'm concerned as being someone who thinks or aspires to be a leader support free oh my goodness you know Natasha when I s that is um, Jean Charest's Rambo moment. I talked about the ending of the original Rambo movement, where uh, movie where Colonel Troutman says to John Rambo, "It's over. It's over, Johnny. He's over with." Because I think the conservative grassroots base supported the freedom convoys. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you buy groceries, if you get drugs at the pharmacy. That got there because of these truckers, the way they were demonized and vilified by those on uh, left of center. And here we have Jean Chrétien, who wants to be the head of the Conservative Party. I think it's over for him, given that. Well, not to mention, we saw the the in the polls, like the narrative shift from being pro-COVID, I'm sorry, anti-COVID to pro-COVID during the time of the truckers' convoy. So. Mm -hmm. What news is he reading? That was like public knowledge that the narrative had started to shift and the narrative had begun to crumble. So I'm really confused as to why he would take a stance that's actually unpopular for most Canadians. A hundred percent. And, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. What is he saying for fool me three times? Because we went through this, um, you know, liberal light nonsense with uh, Mr. Shear mm -hmm. and Mr. O'Toole. And now Jean Charest thinks there's an appetite for a three-peat that will somehow three turn out differently. <laughs> I mean, uh, here's what they don't understand, I think, Natasha. As you reach out to the mainstream media, as you move your policies more left of center, as you become more liberal light, if I'm a liberal, I'm going... Why am I drinking Diet Coke mm -hmm. uh, or New Coke when I can have Coke Classic? I'm, I, I don't want a red Tory party. I want a red Liberal party. And they always learn the hard way on yeah. election night. No, absolutely. And like we've talked about a couple weeks ago, I think just how desperate I think real conservatives are for a conservative leader, like a true blue Tory. Yeah. So I, I don't understand, like he must be grasping at straws if he has to throw stones at Pierre Polyev. It's very clear that maybe he's a bit desperate in this situation, but I just think it's a it's not a good long-term tactic given what people really want from their conservative leader. You know, and here's the thing too, the other high pro profile candidate is, of course, sneaky Patrick Brown. Oh, yeah, you love him. Oh, well, <laughs> folks, this guy, this is the biggest liar in Canadian politics. He would spit in your face and tell you it's raining, okay? <laughs> um, and aside from that Sunday morning announcement last month that he was in the race, he's done nothing. He's had no yeah. public... Uh, I don't know... I've heard nothing. Yeah, and that kind of worries me in a yeah. sense. What is he doing behind the scenes? Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Yeah, and but he's got that non-aggression treaty with Mr. Charest, so you know where Patrick Brown's coming from. He is a fake conservative. Um, you know, that's the real reason uh, why he was booted 
from the PC party mm -hmm. back in January 2018. He threw the social conservatives under the bus. <laughs> he threw the fiscal conservatives under the bus by promoting an Ontario carbon tax. And guess what? There were no more conservatives to throw under the bus. They knew that um, what seemed like a sure thing majority might be a minority or even a loss. And when the um, sexual allegation CTV story came across, came around, that was a convenient way to oust him. So there he is in Brampton, uh, simply announcing uh, that he's uh, running. I think after that announcement, because he took no questions, uh, he was too busy. He had to go and um, uh, inspect arenas and oh, Zambonis. Yeah. Busy uh, guy. Natasha. Busy and guy. I always wear an Armani suit when I'm checking the oil levels in you the Zambonis. Me too. Me too. <laughs> do you think that Do you think that Brown and Shrey are like garnering any sort of support from the public? Like, what do you think's happening there? Like, who's voting for these people? Well, I'll give credit where credit is due. The one thing Patrick Brown does well, and it's because he will say anything to anyone, is to sell memberships. Yeah. I think. When he was with the Ontario PCs, he sold something like 70,000 memberships, wow. which is huge. But again, he'll, uh, depending on, it's kind of like, you know, uh, Bob Hope used to say, you know, when you're in Chicago, you give them the Windy City stuff. When you're in New York, you give them the Big Apple stuff. Right. He will say anything He's to the anyone. Game. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, so whichever um, constituency he's speaking to, mm -hmm. he'll promise them the moon. And it's too bad so many people fall for it. Yeah. So you got Sheree Liberal, Brown a Liberal, and then, uh, who used to be my MP until last fall, Leona Alislav. And as you may know, uh, Natasha, back in, I think it was 2018, she was a Liberal MP that crossed the floor oh to the Conservatives uh, because... Get a load of this. It wasn't a come to Jesus moment for her that, you know, I'm on the, the wrong side of history here. <laughs> it was because she did internal polling in the um, uh, Oak Ridges, Aurora, Richmond Hill riding in which I live, which indicated the it, it's always been a flip riding right. that was going to flip conservative. Uh, her polling was correct uh, by a mere several hundred votes. It did flip. So she remained the MP. But, well... She outsmarted herself because last fall, uh, in a real horse race, she lost her seat. Oh, no. But what I'm getting at is, and, and by the way, let's you know never forget that Andrew Shear made Leona Alislev for some reason the deputy leader, oh. uh, like uh, a, a liberal Benedict Arnold. Right. So we have three names in this leadership race that are clearly liberal, mm -hmm. and I think. This is going to further energize the Polyev campaign. Absolutely, definitely. I think, as we've mentioned already, that there is a deep yearning for a real conservative leader. And I, I don't get this tactic that they're employing just seems really un, unintelligent. You know, your, your deep yearning, it, it's like the, um, <laughs> what, what's her name that, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a, a, a mental flip, uh, Katie Lang. Okay. Constant craving. We just want a conservative. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're craving for. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I think that we have another clip, too, where Jean okay. Charest, uh, his campaign chair, calls Pierre Polyev far right. <laughs> and he claims that the large crowds do not indicate that he's popular with Canadians at large. I feel like that's untrue, but let's play the clip. Beautiful. That. I mean, you get crowds. Yes, you've got thousands of people. So did Maxime Bernier in the last election, and he got 5% of the vote. So, quite frankly, I think if you want an opening, look at what's happened with the NDP Liberal Coalition. It's given us an excellent opening on the center-right 
to pull in voters who feel now they have no home even with the Liberal Party and no home in a Conservative Party, though, that would veer as far right as you would take it. So why don't we go to the place with a leader who can attract enough people to actually get us into office and make the good things happen we need to for this country? with that. Far right. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. I think that just means you're a conservative at this point. You're like classically liberal. Yeah, I I, I love freedom. Ooh, far right. Yeah, freedom of speech. And and I'm not kidding. I mean, when you see the Antifa types Mm -hmm. uh, come to uh, Parliament Hill, they're anti-freedom, and yet they're anti-fascist, but fascists are against. So they're really not Antifa. They're just yeah. Right. Fascist. Right. But um, I, I, I agree that uh, Pierre is playing his cards right. Um, economic misery, unfortunately, I think we're due for in this country mm-hmm. in the months and years ahead. And like I said earlier, I think the third component of this perfect storm is if uh there is a palace coup to get rid of Jugmeet Singh. Mm-hmm. As, and believe me, there is a lot of discontent about this man yeah. in the NDP. Trust me on that, folks. I don't know if it'll happen, but if we have a strong NDP, more disenchantment with the liberals given the economy, and Pierre Polyev actually giving a viable alternative. And here's the crucial thing, Natasha. If he comes as advertised, because mm-hmm. we know with O'Toole, you know, he was anti-carbon tax, anti-gun ban, and then during the campaign, he flip-flopped. Yeah, Which yeah. is why Aaron O'Toole is um, sitting on his keister uh, somewhere in Durham region right now. Yeah, that's my biggest concern as well. I don't think we should be all gung-ho for the Conservative Party. I feel like I knock it up to an abusive relationship, given the ex- our experience with O'Toole and Andrew Scheer, where they just flip-flopped. And I think we do need to be con- um, discerning about these people, because anyone can say anything, but it doesn't mean they're going to actually follow through. And we've seen that time and time again the past couple years so i'm a skeptic i'm a skeptic i am not yeah i'm not convinced at this point personally you know what you're probably the smartest one in this room um even though there's only two people in this room um because (laughs) (laughs) my gut feeling tells me that polyev is genuine now maybe in Three years, uh, I'll be the biggest horse's ass. For, Should we make a bet? No, that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. Well, kidding. well, you know what? I got a bet with Lincoln Jay. The, okay. the Leafs are out in the first round in the uh, Stanley Cup <laughs> playoffs, uh, $30. By the way, Lincoln, if you're watching, pay me 25 now for uh, early withdrawal, and I'll give you a $5 discount. Oh, my goodness. But, so generous. <laughs> but Or you can wait till May and pay me the full 30 <laughs> But, yeah, let, let, let's hope, unlike Sheer, unlike O'Toole, uh, Polyev comes as advertised, mm-hmm. and uh, here he is again. Look, the venue is packed. Yeah. Which, uh, where is he right now? What it did? Vancouver. Oh, that is Vancouver. All right. Okay then. And um, I'm sure if we let the tape run uh, far enough, it'd be a. Oh, there you go. I, I knew there'd be innovation. Um, not everyone is standing. He didn't uh, use his uh, defund the CBC uh, card. Yeah, it works every time. I am sure right now, by the way, since he's played his cards that way, um, the same as um, uh, uh, Mr. Bernier Mm -hmm. with the People's Party of Canada, what do you want to bet 
that the CBC weasels right now are looking under every rock and into every crevice for any oh, for possible sure. polyev scandal. They must be desperate for something, absolutely. And just on, on uh, Maxime Bernier, what do you think is going to happen with his supporters? Do you think that they'll completely switch, or do you think that he has kind of held the line enough and garnered enough support? You know what? This That is an excellent question because, you know, much like the liberals are dining out on NDP policies mm -hmm. right now, Polyev, many of his policies are right from the PPC playbook. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I remember a couple of years, uh, not this election, but the election before when um, uh, Mr. Bernier was campaigning in the Toronto area, again, a standing room only crowd. And again, when he said defund the CBC, mm -hmm. I thought the hotel was going to get yeah. in. It was so raucous. So the answer is, I don't know, because uh, as much as I admire Mr. Bernier mm -hmm. and so many of his candidates. I mean, he PPC. has kept his word. He has. He he's he's shown us exactly who he is, and he's he's remained consistent, which I don't think Pierre Polyev has been, frankly. Well, you know, there are some inconsistencies, but here's the thing. Um, sometimes I, I guess to get political traction. Oh my goodness, look at that crowd. I know, Mr. Bernier. Uh, you've got to, uh, uh, you know, I guess vote strategically. Yeah, I understand. And, and yeah. by that. Uh, as much as I admire uh, Mr. Bernier and the People's Party of Canada, it is a Herculean task for a startup political party mm -hmm. to win a, and, and to become government. Forget about government, win a seat. I mean, even um, with Maxime in his Beauce Quebec riding, which yeah. between him and his father, I think they held that riding for 35 years as yeah. Conservatives, and in two elections. Um, Maxime couldn't win his own riding as leader. I thought that was all shocking. I thought he had enough popularity that he would do so. So the thing is, do you want to put your vote to a party that is admirable, it's completely on side with your thinking, or do you want to put your vote for someone who is a potential true contender. I think it'll come down to that on election day. Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, my hope for the People's Party is that they are able to win a few more seats, that there is more of a representation for populists in, you know, uh, parliament. I think that would be really nice, I think, so that people feel represented, because I, I think a lot of people are offended by the Conservative Party. Yeah, you know, you're right. And I would say even to win one seat, even if Maxine, yeah. and Maxine has the, the, the best chance, yeah. right? Um, he could be the conscience in the House of Commons. Yes. But if he's excluded mm -hmm. from the parliamentary debates, he's no, got no voice in there. I would surely love to see him get both back. Maybe it'll happen this time. Because you're right, we do need that, you know, Fringe. You know, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't use yeah. the word fringe. Uh, I, I think uh, Mr. Bernier is genuine. Yeah. I would call it a conscience. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. I think I think it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Um, also, we should probably do a store ad. Oh, yeah. We should talk about this store, you guys. Okay. Have you all been to rebelnewsstore.com? David yeah. Menzies does every day. He's always <laughs> browsing. Yeah, I'm always checking to see if those Menzoid t-shirts are flying off the racks. But they aren't, but you can make that happen by buying one today, y'all. You could. I have a discount code NAT10, which you could use at checkout. I'm, do you have a discount code as well? Yeah, Sheila usually says it because... It's I, probably I, David it, 10, but if or not... Menzoid 10 or maybe or something Menzoid like 10, that. yeah. I, you know what? To tell you the truth, I don't care who gets the uh, credit uh, as long as people buy the merchandise. Yeah. And look at this merchandise. Yeah, some of it's just so, lovely? Some of it's just so fun, and there was some 
some fun truckers merch during the convoy. Misunderstood actually has some merchandise launching hopefully this week. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, so be sure to buy something, you Menzies. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, I have the I Will Not Comply shirt. That one's really fun. I love the ape to sheep. Yeah, that one's a good, I think that one's a bestseller for sure. You know what? I'm going to get that. And speaking of which, do you know Natasha? Uh, and this is what this shirt, I think, speaks to. I was at Hillcrest Mall for several hours on Sunday. That's a big mall in Richmond Hill. Uh, I wasn't shopping, folks. Um, I was just getting some tinkering done to my cell phone. And I would say the split was easily 85% uh, attendees masked, right. 15% unmasked. I literally could not believe my yeah. eyes. And, of course, the masked people only partly masked in a sense folks because when they go to the food court they take those masks, masks come down because we know when you're seated and eating the coronavirus is very respectful mm -hmm. of hungry canadians oh it knows it won't infect you right to me this is pure outright indoctrination mm -hmm. our chief medical health officer kieran uh, moore uh, who is currently being raked over the coals for going to the Dominican for a vacation. Well, why wouldn't he? He's declared, you know, the... The pandemic is... Yeah, the vax, you know, uh, yeah. passport over, the masking... Uh, By the way, he over. also didn't hide the fact that he was going anywhere. He wasn't... No. He didn't lie like we've seen from politicians in the past. So I don't get why people are so offended. Like, if he wants to go, go, you but know? here's the thing. These people said constantly in the last two years... Follow the science. Yeah. Follow the science. Um, listen to the public health uh, services authorities, and then when those authorities say the science say we don't need the mask, we don't need the vax passport to go. Ah, eh, you know what? I'm keeping the vax passport. Certain yeah. businesses, like concert venues, are, yeah. and certain uh, businesses are also keeping the mask mandates. And based on my observation on Sunday, 85% of Hillcrest Mall shoppers were still wearing masks baffling ape to sheep yep <laughs> ape to sheep no i absolutely. wish i was wearing that shirt that day yeah we'll have to i'll order you one later but i'll tell you one thing <laughs> here's the good news folks this is what i loved about me spending a few hours in hillcrest mall on sunday was the fact that the covid karens are still out there yeah they're of course wearing the mask but what's changed in the last month since the mandates went down it's this they just glare at you, oh. right? They don't do that banshee, you know, get a mask on. They must be so frustrated yes. because they know they don't have the law on their side, as if they ever did, really. Um, and so you just get those stink eye looks. But I but, love it. I, I chuckle at it because they really want to yell at you. But also, David, <laughs> do you think if they were really that fearful that they would just stay home? Like, why are they out and about when there's a deadly virus that among us well, i just i find that a little funny like are you really that scared you know again you raise an excellent point <laughs> because i would love to know and i don't know if there's any way of knowing this i guess you could commission a poll but what percentage of ontarians what percentage of canadians are basically you know entombed in their home their condo their basement they're ordering everything yeah. online from Amazon. Gloves to, through the door when yeah. they grab their food, you know. Exactly, Uber yeah. Eats. And I bet you there is a percentage living their lives like that. I actually have a story about that. Oh, so story I, time. Uh, our MPP <laughs> in my area is uh, Peter Tabbins. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you know who he is, NDP. Um, he never replies to my emails, so don't email him if you have a problem. But he was out campaigning, I guess, and he was door knocking wearing his like big N95. <laughs> and a woman, he knocked on a woman's door and she was wearing a mask and she kept the door closed and he had to hand her a pamphlet. He's uh. like, he's like, I see you're very well protected. Uh-huh. And he, he, through the crack of the door, hands her the flyer and she's like, like closing the door you in his face. That? I witnessed it and we were like, my husband and I were like, whoa. Did you film it? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't, I but I, you got to trust me. I saw it. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you this right now, Natasha, and any candidates in the provincial election door knocking at my house, if you're wearing a mask, if you've got the face oh, diaper door on, in the face. You've, you've already, lo no, I'm not going to slam it. I'm going <laughs> to tell them, you've already lost my vote by yeah. wearing that ridiculous face diaper outdoors. Uh, so please mosey on. Absolutely. But I'll film it, of course. <laughs> yeah, I should have been. I should have been better prepared. I think I was just so stunned. Um, but maybe we should talk about Jason Kenney, who also got roasted for his harsh mandates. Yeah, and, um, and then I think because it's almost ten two, we should get to some chats. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Okay, so what what's your deal with? Uh, Premier Kenny. Yeah, so he was roasted for calling Alberta's harsh mandates the balanced approach to COVID. So Tell that to Pastor Art. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure more <laughs> pastors were jailed in Alberta than in China in the last Holy year. And we have a billboard, God. actually. Uh, you can go to rebelbillboard.com to check out Sheila's latest video about our newest billboard. And you mm. can donate to give us a couple bucks to fund it because we have it on annually each month. So... Oh, crazy to think that Mr. Kenny, when he was part of the Harper Conservatives, introduced a bill about guaranteeing religious freedom <laughs> worldwide. I guess he was exempting Alberta in that equation. Yeah. Or um, Christians, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always Christian yeah. for some reason. Uh, maybe it's the Christians are bad actors, uh, but uh, I doubt that's the case. Yeah. Um, this has cost him real damage. Yeah. And um the problem, uh, Natasha, is as bad as Premier Kenny has been, what's behind door number one and two? In I know. I mean, like the, the Rachel Notley NDP, the destroyers coming back in, um, the liberals, well, they don't have a chance. But the thing is, um, this is why Kenny is playing with fire, I think. Mm -hmm. You go after these people, you um, make, you, you know, you turn the grassroots disgusted with your authoritarian behavior, you might pave the perfect storm conditions to get the Rachel Notley NDP back. Yeah, in and it, it makes it seem like it's this crazy conspiracy theory plan all along. Yeah. And that, that is that is that the goal? I don't understand. Like, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't either. And I, the fact that he thinks that he like he actually believes in his heart that he had a balanced approach to the oh. pandemic is like that's delusional. That's delusional. Yeah, unbelievable. It is. Well, anyways, well, uh, we'll see what happens next year. Is it next year for the Alberta election? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. All and right. is this a is this a video here of Pastor Art being dragged out of his own home? Yeah, I know. It looks like something from a police state, like in uh, you know North Korea or something like that. Uh, there's the Calgary police. Nice. Um, one of the, uh, I won't paint them all with the same brush, but uh, what they've been doing, I think is trying to steal the mantle from either the RCMP or the Montreal Police Service as the worst police force in Canada. Um, and I say that not in a cavalier fashion, folks. When you see, at least Pastor Art is not on a highway 
right now. Yeah. But when you see them arrest Pastor Art on a live highway when it's raining mm-hmm. and there's traffic whizzing by at highway speed that was completely uncalled for. They so know where unsafe. he lives, right? They want to make a spectacle out of this. Shame on you, yeah. Calgary Police Service. Absolutely. On that positive note, <laughs> should we read some chats? Okay, then. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for sending in your chats, folks. Hopefully we can get to as many as possible. We really do appreciate your donations, though. Um, good morning, sweet Menzi. Hello, Natasha. I don't care what anyone says. You're still a hottie in a belly shirt. This is from Annalisa1964. Is Annalisa talking about you or I? Probably you. Oh, it was the Raptor cheerleader. I think it's Um, you. you He looks great in a crop top, folks. (laughs) By by the way, folks, when I tried to, uh, what that video is in reference to was something from five years ago. I went down to the Toronto Raptors cheerleader tryouts. Oh. The reason why I had that belly shirt on, that was one of the mandates. You had to ha- you had to show your midriff, and unfortunately, <laughs> it was a long winter that year. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was kind of a goof. It was a parody about the uh, insane, radical, transgender um, agenda. And the point I made at the end of the video was that the Raptors, by not hiring me, made a crucial mistake in breaking the gender barrier, much like in the 1940s, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, becoming the first black baseball player allowed into Major League Baseball. The the reason it's relevant, we played it recently, is that there was a professor of women and gender studies at (laughs) Purdue that was lauding liar Tom, I mean, Leah Thomas, uh, the male swimmer who's wiping the pool uh, with his biological female competitors, and she actually used that comparison too. This is the same as breaking the color barrier uh, back in the 40s. Ooh, Let me tell you boy. something, Natasha. Uh, you weren't around in 2017 at the company, but I can tell you our haters. Oh, look at the transphobia here. It's gone from transphobia in terms of what I said and did in 2017 to. Uh, there you go. Oh, um, my goodness. Uh, this is the Jackie Robinson of trans sports. Can you imagine, folks? This is why, and I've said this many times, in 2019, Mad Magazine, which used to be a license to print money, went out of business. You cannot parody the modern world anymore. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, <laughs> thankfully, Kat and I talk about this a lot in our show, Misunderstood, and on today's episode, which comes out tonight at 7 p.m., we're actually addressing a little more Leah Thomas chat, so you all be sure to listen to that. It's juicy. You know, and maybe we should prove to the folks out there that males in sports, because with the exception of auto racing and equestrian, uh, twas ever thus you had two separate divisions. Uh, men have more muscle mass, mm-hmm. greater cardiovascular capacity. That's why there's yeah. two separate divisions. And maybe we should demonstrate that on your show one day. We'll set up a ring and I'll, it'll be a handicap match. I'll take on you and Kat. Okay. Just me. Just little old me. Let's see what <laughs> little happens. Little you. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for that on next week's live stream. Uh, do we have any more chats? <laughs> this is from Harper will always be my M- my prime minister. I, yes. yes. Okay. I'm surprised so many taxpayers do not mind their taxes covering JT new CCP funding, his media to praise him. Wonder if Pierre will finally cut media. Uh, unlimited access to tax bank for life. I mean, he's promising to cut 
funding. So we'll see. Hopefully he follows through on that. I think if he does not, that his voter base will just be completely peeved. You know what, uh, Natasha, it's a great point uh, the viewer raises. And if I do get a chance to scrum uh, Mr. Polyev, I will ask him that. You're on record as defunding the CBC. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. What about the newspaper and magazine fund, which is in the hundreds of millions? Do you also pledge to take that away as well? It's a great question, yeah. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, from the same person, thank you. Uh, I'm amazed Social Lib Ford still manages 40% approval. I predict if he scrapes government again by September, his experts will lock everything except Costco and Walmart mask up everywhere for all for science. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a fair prediction. A lot of people are predicting that. Do you think that uh, the premier will win, Doug Ford, again? I think he will. I yeah. think it, uh, it could be, a it will definitely be a reduced majority, maybe even a minority. Mm -hmm. I think he will win. Because um, who else is there to vote for? Well, this is the thing. Again, much like Alberta, behind door number two and door number three, mm -hmm. uh, Andrea Horwath with the NDP, Steve Del Duca with the Liberals. Uh, can anyone say they would have been better? But here's the thing. This is why, unless there's major announcements to the contrary, that I can't bring myself to vote PC. It's because we shouldn't have that kind of loser attitude. Well, the other two are just as bad because we should expect better. We should, we should. expect more from conservatives. Yeah. Doug Ford is not Rob Ford. That is clear. Mm -hmm. Rob Ford would not have desecrated the economy like Doug has done. And I got to tell you, I was an early adopter of smelling a rat with this party because in 2018, I did not vote PC. I'll t I, I squandered my vote. I voted Libertarian I, in my writing. Oh, interesting. Because uh, Tanya Granik-Allen, the kingmaker for Doug Ford, who put her support at the convention to Doug Ford, the only reason why we have Premier Ford as opposed to Premier Elliott is Tanya Granick Allen. And guess what? Cancel culture. Here's some potentially offensive Facebook rants. You're under the bus. I was disgusted. So I never voted for this party to begin with. Oh, well, there you go. It's not his fault, folks. <laughs> yeah. Not his fault. And I'm so glad I yeah. did. <laughs> uh, let's see another chat. Uh, from the same person, Harper will always be my prime minister. Dave, what store can you buy your leather trench coat? <laughs> JT will probably say it will fix house bubble rent your house from me or my Wii developer buddy and be happy. You know what, um, sir, that trench coat was bought at the Canadian National Exhibition, a.k.a. the X, about 20 years ago. Oh. And... Um, Retro. Yeah, and, <laughs> and shame on John Tory for cancelling the X the last two years. The only, the only time... The X is almost as old as Canada itself. Really? And the only time it had to be cancelled was during First World War and Second World War. And, Whoa. of course, John Tory quivering over COVID. So, um, it, but here's the good news. It's coming back this August. Oh. Go to those merchants. Um, they, I, I'm sure they took a horrific hit the last two years not being able to exhibit their wares. And so if you are in the greater Toronto area, mm -hmm. that's where I got it. And you know what I got to tell you? Um, your co-host, Cat, um, yeah. um, who was looking so super fashionable in a retro raincoat, told me that these black leather coats are coming back. I had no idea. They are. Wow. I think you started the trend, actually. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next week, we'll be matching. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
Do we have any more chats? Yes, we do. Oh, great. This is from the same person. Thank you so much. I said Day Princess Singh got in. He's there for the same reason as Justin. Get as much money as I can and then retire on taxpayers. A hundred percent. You know what? Maybe this is all about uh, Mr. A Singh paycheck. ensuring he gets that six years of, uh, you know, uh, tenure mm -hmm. and then you get the pension automatically and i think he's probably at five something right yeah, now. yeah i believe so So maybe that's what was behind this cockamamie thing i wouldn't follow put it the past money him. what follow a grifter yeah do we have any more chats amt60 thank you when did the mainstream media start getting funding what year did they last actually do investigative <laughs> reporting i'm in my 60s and i thought i remember they actually asked hard questions of leaders but don't know when yeah i'll tell you it's it's quite different um i think the year they started to get the funding might have been 2019 I so think. quite recent oh yeah you know uh, this 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 bailout and uh wow. but you know the, you know remember there was that gm ad slogan for oldsmobile not your father's oldsmobile even though it still was really. But anyways, this is not your father's media, um, whether it's in Canada or the US. Uh, I remember in the 80s, 80 to 88, the Ronald Reagan administration, mm -hmm. the tough time he received from the media, <clears throat> um, I thought they were often unfair, but that was nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what Trump, Donald Trump yeah. went through. Uh, this was an organized party basically, our boss Ezra, he says it the best, the media party, mm -hmm. actually opening, openly campaigning against uh, the Trump Republicans and boosting uh, the Democrats. It is absolutely shameful. Uh, I wonder what my journalism professors at Ryerson, I'm sorry, University X, uh, <laughs> when I went there in the early 80s, what they would have said of what's become of journalism, because I'll tell you that, in the early 80s, that's not how we were taught. Yeah. But right now you have the media being basically the proletarian guard for those politicians in North America who are left of center. Yeah. This is from Harper will always be my prime minister. I wonder how many VA SUVs were idling waiting for Princess to give her green speech before <laughs> jetting on fuel power jet. Oh, at least four or five, I predict. What oh, do you think? Um, it's usually I do the count, and typically the entourage is seven. They're okay. almost always Chevy Suburbans, <laughs> uh, Ford Expeditions, and there's always one or two minivans in there. I, I don't know why, right? You know, but still, uh, not the uh, the green plated minivans. <laughs> and you are right. Uh, in the winter, they run them constantly to keep it nice and toasty. Oh, uh, for little sounds Justin. comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, in the summer, well, you don't want Justin to sweat. No, no. Um, you know, like uh, Natasha going through the path system <laughs> in Toronto. He's too good for sweating, so the air. AC is run uh, constantly. Again, I'd have no problem with this, except for the fact that these are goddamn hypocrites who tell us to suffer, uh, turn off the heat, turn off mm -hmm. the AC. Sometimes we don't have a choice given the, the cost of uh, our utilities, yeah. but it's a different set of standards for them. A thousand percent, not to mention we're paying for it, Yeah, you know? Uh, from the same person, thank you. By now, I was 100% 
ex accepting Justin to be building castle overlooking Ottawa and ordering a Rolls Royce limo to drive him around. Wonder what Justin gets on a side from dirty oil. Well, you know, it, that's a great uh, commentary, too, because as I understand it, the Trudeau family's source of wealth is they operated in Quebec gas stations. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's goodness. What, uh, you know, I, I'm going to double check that. I don't want to be conveying fake news, but that's come up a few times. Interesting. The Rolls Royce is one thing, but I'll tell you, when uh, Pierre Trudeau passed away, guess who got his classic Gullwing Mercedes from the 50s? Yeah, Justin. And I think at auction that car approaches almost a million dollars in the condition it is. The Damn. rich get richer, eh? And uh, again, nice. <laughs> um, Marxism ain't for the Marxists. No. <laughs> no. Uh, in JT budget, I'm, accept I'm expecting he will add, we are sending $3 billion to Ukraine, but you cannot know how the money will be split or spent. Yeah. I, I mean, if I think that makes sense. They've sent foreign money before and they pretended it was for something and then it ended up being for something else. What was that, though? It was something very specific, like something about women's reproductive health, maybe. I'm not oh. too sure. I don't want to spread fake news either, but I know there was a story where money was being sent and it wasn't necessarily as clear as we would have expected from our government. It's hard to keep track of all the stuff. It kind of is, yeah, and I don't want to spread any <laughs> lies or anything, but I do recall hearing something about that before. I'm sure you've heard similar stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it was something connected with the Wii charity. Oh, That's really? kind of gone off the radar, but believe me, that that... that there's still more stories to come. There. No kidding. Uh, to Christine's speech, I thought, thanks to Justin, Canada was on the bottom of the G7 list. On the bottom? Did we, uh, in terms of, maybe uh, the viewer can clarify that, in terms of, uh, I don't know, GDP? Maybe, or? yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yeah. Democrat Jean Charest says, someone who makes laws and breaks them. I guess he's referring to his best friend, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are they best friends? That, that'd be interesting. Yeah, well, you I'd know. I'd watch that sitcom. Ethics code violations, uh, SNC-Lavalin, um, Jody Wilson-Raybould. I mean, the list goes on yeah. and on. Gropegate, blackface. Uh, maybe those, uh, well, groping is certainly uh, sexual assault. Uh, blackface is just the indication that he is a moron. Um, and you know what? What is his obsession with blackface? And why is it? And I think this is even more offensive <laughs> than the black makeup. He's inevitably always posing with his tongue out. Yeah, that's is, weird. Is that how Justin Trudeau looks upon black people? That I don't know. They stick their tongues out, you know, all the time. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to be funny here, no, Natasha. It's, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. He makes me sick. <laughs> he makes me sick. Ugh. I'm still expecting liberal sheer... To put his name in the race. Oh, gosh. I think those days are long gone. No. I think he learned his lesson. Yeah. Personally, I and, don't think he will. And, of course, and, and you know, and, and to we were talking about how uh, undoubtedly the mainstream media is looking to find any scandal attached yes. to Pierre Polyev. Remember the big sheer scandal? He sold insurance without his full brokerage <laughs> license. Ooh, throw away the key and lock up Mr. Sheer forever. Is that the best you got? <laughs> It's Come unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. <laughs> At least pull out all the stops, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For six or seven months. Very specific <laughs> and also very vague simultaneously. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Democrat Jean Jaurès is someone who makes laws and breaks them. I guess he's, oh, I think we already read this one. Yep. Sorry. Yes.
Do we have any more chats, Maybe producer Efron? There we go. It. Oh, we got one. AMT60, what do you think of Roman Baber? And is Rebel News going to interview him? He's been talking freedom for the past two years. Does he have a chance against Pierre? Pierre's name was on the World Economic Forum site. Okay, well. Lot to unpack there. Well, I'll tell you this much, Natasha. Um, I can tell you I agree with Roman Baber's principled stance that got him booted from caucus yeah. at the PC party. I agree with a lot of what he has to say, ideology. You know, young people actually like him from what, I've, from what I can tell, too. I, I, you know, but then again, young people don't vote. <laughs> My friends do. <laughs> okay, that's so. good to hear. Millennials vote. Here's the deal. As much as I like his ideology and his policies and, his, and taking a principled stance, I don't have a lot of respect for Mr. Baber, the man, in terms of um, being brave enough to being interviewed by the uh, non-mainstream media. I say that because we've reached out to him for months uh, to come on camera. In October, I was actually in Queen's Park in the legislator, mm -hmm. uh, legislative building. I literally bumped into Mr. Baber. And no word of a lie, folks. I said, oh, Mr. Baber, I would love to sit down with you uh, for an interview. And he says, well, David, come on. You know you have to go through the proper channels. I didn't know what he was talking about. I go, what do you mean? He goes, come on. You know you know how it is. You must go through the proper channels. I assume his assistant, his secretary. I said, well, you're the guy. I'm asking you directly. And he retreated into his office. He wouldn't take questions from Lincoln J. Yeah, uh, recently. This was last week. Well, yeah. It was, yeah. I think, a Monday night. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and forgive me, but, you know, Roman Baber is around 40 years old, a Monday night, no children. He didn't have time. Oh, what, what, what better use of your time than to speak to a news channel with 1.5 million plus YouTube subscribers, and most of whom are red conservative. Yeah, yeah, conservative base. It's exactly his target audience, you yeah. think. And by the way, uh, what I was told by Lincoln is that he got a hero's welcome. And when people saw him in the Rebel News mic flash, you know, uh, and see his uh, supporters have no problem going on camera, but he runs away. Now, I heard rumor that the big boss man himself, Ezra, is going to have a sit-down interview with Roman. If that happens, I am. Uh, I take back what I say about him being a coward. But mm. until it happens, I'm sorry. This guy, as much as I'm simpatico with his ideology, he resembles the cowardly lion when it comes <laughs> to us. I think we have another chat coming here uh, from Fraser McBurney. Fool me once, shame on you. Sheer, fool me twice, shame on me. The, <laughs> the tool, <laughs> the tool. That's fun. The Conservative Party is just another Liberal Party. Don't be fooled again. I'm inclined to, to side with you personally. I agree. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very skeptical that anything will change. I don't know. I just personally don't know if the leader is going to change the whole party. Well, I'm clinging to hope. And, um, you know, we've seen some people that were part of uh, Aaron O'Toole's inner circle, the soy boy contingent, I call them, <laughs> uh, leave. That's a good thing because some because that was the problem with, I think, Aaron O'Toole is he was being um, there were puppet masters. Right. And he lacked the uh, intestinal fortitude to stand <laughs> up to them. But people like Corey Hahn, uh, he's resigned. Uh, so I cling to hope, Natasha. Mm. You know, uh, I hope. I'm rewarded for that. Then again, maybe 
Pierre Polyev is Lucy Van Pelt holding the football, <laughs> and I'm Charlie Brown getting screwed again. Only time we'll will see. tell. Yep. <laughs> uh, Harper will always be my <laughs> prime minister. It says Menzi is the hottest cheerleader. No comment because I will get fired. <laughs> HR issues there. So, Well, you know what? I, I'll tell you, if I was running the Toronto Raptors, I'd go, you know what? Hire that guy. Um, you know that, that. You know, hire that Frankenstein in a miniskirt. Because think of the publicity our team will get. I mean, mm -hmm. people will buy tickets yeah. just to see this freak. You know, uh, with all true. these. And by the way, I got to tell you, Natasha, the, it was so humiliating trying out. I was in I a venue it. with 300 of the most beautiful, physically fit woman I've ever seen. And they were avoiding life. you like the plague, I bet. They were like, who's this guy? The vast majority, but one came up to me and she said, you know, I so support what you're doing. Oh, gosh. And I thought, what? Stealing a position Erasing from a Erasing women? <laughs> Come on. Well, God bless her. God bless her. I tell you. Do we have any more chats? Thank yes, you. We do. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, this is from Harper Will Always Be My P. Wonder how long before some bloke will sue the strip club that he is not allowed to dance with girls for men. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Uh, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Uh, that, that's how far we've come. When you, I mean, sports is fun and games. Nobody's getting hurt when it comes to, um, I mean, it's completely unfair and egregious. But we have a society now, thanks to Justin Trudeau, where males convicts can simply say i identify as female mm -hmm. no slicing and dicing of the genitalia no hormone shots and they are in a woman's correctional facility yeah. causing harm to real women so the fact that a strip club would be ordered to give yeah. uh, a stripping job uh to a guy i could see that happening you know i could see a human rights tribunal going that way anything in the name of progress yeah Let's read another chat here from Harper Will Always Be My P. Thank you. I agree, Doug is anything but Rob. I met Rob a few times and had dinner with him a couple times. That was a real PC gentleman with heart, unlike Dougie. Totally agree, sir. Yeah. I mean, I, I met uh, Rob Ford several times. I still pine for him. It was still such a loss for this city, mm -hmm. this province, maybe this country, uh, depending on where his political ambitions went. And... Um, you know, a lot of people, including myself, thought Rob and Doug were, you know, inseparable twins kind of thing. They were, no, as we found these last four mm -hmm. years, nothing could be further from the truth, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, from the same person, Harper will always be my P. Thank you. I thought G7 Economy Canada was bottom but could be wrong. Oh, our economy is the like the lowest, the worst? You know what? I'll research that because yeah. I'm not sure. That's something I'm not super yeah. knowledgeable on. Last, last one. one. All righty. Ah, uh, this oh, is the same, same one. Yes, sorry. Let's see here. All oh, right, that's, that's all. all. All right, then. I think that's the show. Well, Natasha, thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for being my new co-host. Anytime. And, <laughs> by the fact that you're not running away screaming uh, into the uh, the office. I'm going to cry later. Uh, you know, no, that's my kidding. benchmark for success, folks. So thank you to Natasha. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Super producer Efron, yes. all of you who tuned in, especially all of you who gave a uh, financial yes. contribution that helps keeps the light on. And uh, tomorrow there'll be two other Rebel I think News. Andrew and Lewis will be hosting tomorrow. Andrew and Lewis yeah. always, um, you know, well, I was going to say always full value for your dollar, but you're getting it free. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. So enjoy Andrew and Lewis tomorrow. In the meantime, I'll be back with Sheila Gunn-Reed on Thursday. And as always, 
Stay sane.